the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Today we'll take a look at the week in headlines and as time permits, we'll also take a look at the lighter side of the news. Seattle will leave us at that time, and we hope you have a great weekend when you do. But Portland will continue with the Christian Outlook. That's coming up in the second hour of the Georgine Rice Show, Portland audience only. But first, to look at some of the day's headlines from the past week. Well, President Biden uh, was set to strike a deal with China that would limit the use of artificial intelligence and nuclear weapons. The president uh, met with Chinese President Xi Jinping on Wednesday at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, summit in San Francisco, where the two leaders uh, also signed an agreement to limit AI's use in military applications, according to uh, uh, the administration. Well, according to the report, Biden and Xi will agree to limit AI use in the systems that control and deploy nuclear weapons, as well as the technology's use in autonomous weapon systems such as drones. The deal comes as the two countries have frequently found themselves at odds, and that's putting it mildly, with tensions continuing to flare over issues that include China's spying activities in the U.S. and its continued military buildup in the South China Sea. But the deal comes at the same time as many have warned about the growing implications of allowing unfettered AI use in combat, a new reality that has led a growing ethical uh, concern and outcry. An Emory professor is no longer employed at the university after posting an anti-Semitic post on social media following the October 7th attack on Israel. Dr. Abir Abu Yabis an Emory School of Medicine assistant professor and employee at the Winsip Cancer Institute was placed on administrative leave last month when she posted that she wished glory to all resistance fighters after joining students from the college, uh, the colleges in Atlanta in protest at the Israel Israeli embassy. It's not clear if uh, she was fired or if she resigned, according to the Emory Wheel, which uh, first reported that news. And the Senate this week, this um, week, passed a continuing resolution late Wednesday night to fund federal agencies into early next year, temporarily averting a government shutdown just before the holiday season. The bill passed by a vote of 87 to 11, with 10 Republicans and only one Democrat voting no. GOP Senators John Cornyn and Tim Scott were absent for that vote. The House of Representatives passed the continuing resolution on Tuesday by an overwhelming majority, 336 to 95. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer described Wednesday as a very, very good night for the American people before announcing a government shutdown has been avoided, which he credited to bipartisan cooperation. Republican Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire has a warning to the president and to Democrats, skip New Hampshire at your own peril, Sununu says. Well, the governor spoke minutes after the date of New Hampshire's first in-nation presidential primary was set for January 23rd. Now, the announcement by New Hampshire Secretary of State Dave Scanlon on Wednesday puts the Granite State at odds with the Democratic National Committee, as their primary is now in non-compliance with the DNC's 2024 nominating calendar. The state now faces sanctions, which could result in the loss of half of New Hampshire 
Hampshire's delegates to next summer's Democratic presidential nominating convention. Let the games begin. Well, hundreds of thousands of people marched this week for Israel in Washington. Nearly 300,000 people rallied on Tuesday at March for Israel, calling for the release of the hostages held by terrorists in Gaza and invoking the Holocaust while condemning Hamas's October 7th onslaught with a cry of never again. Conference of um, Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations CEO William Duroff He said over 290,000 people attended the event, making it the largest pro-Israel gathering in U.S. history. And a number of State Department staffers joined with staffers from the Agency for International Development, 100 in total, in criticizing the president's response to the war between Israel and the terrorist group Hamas. A five-page internal memo referred to as a dissent cable was organized by a junior diplomat and accused the president of failing to Um, de-escalate the situation when Israel began to retaliate against Hamas, in addition to accusing Israel of committing war crimes in Gaza. The message also cited a poll showing that 80 percent of Democrats and a majority of independents and Republicans somewhat or strongly agree with the sentiment. The overwhelming majority of Americans support a ceasefire, they wrote. Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken have argued that a ceasefire would only empower Hamas and increase its capabilities and carry out additional terror attacks like the one the group perpetrated on October 7th. In other news this week, the Biden administration extended by four months a sanctions waiver that will allow Iraq to continue to purchase electricity from Iran and give Iran limited access to the proceeds to buy humanitarian goods. Well, okay, humanitarian goods, in quotes. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken signed the 120-day waiver extension, and it was transmitted to Congress on Tuesday. U.S. officials said the move is likely to draw criticism from Iran hawks on Capitol Hill and elsewhere, who believe the extension will reward Iran at a time when it is coming under increased pressure to end its support for proxy groups, including Hamas, that are destabilizing the Middle East. There's roughly $10 billion in Iraqi payments for Iranian electricity currently being held in escrow accounts in Iraq, and the waiver will allow Baghdad to maintain its energy imports without fear of U.S. penalties of violating sanctions on Iran. The officials who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss the decision um, uh, process said Blinken signed the waiver mainly because the administration doesn't want to cut Iraq off from a critical resource, the source of energy. Well, the Court of Appeals dismissed all charges of hate speech and ethnic agitation against a Finnish lawmaker on Tuesday in what has been hailed as a victory for free speech there. The Finnish member of parliament has been charged, um, had been charged in 2021 after publicly sharing in 2019 her biblical religious views on marriage as between one man and one woman. Though the 63-year-old was unanimously acquitted by a Finnish district court in 2022, prosecutors appealed her acquittal to the Helsinki Court of Appeal. The former minister of the interior faced the possibility of tens of thousands of euros in fines and two years in prison. On November 14th, the Helsinki Court of Appeals unanimously ruled to uphold the 2022 acquittal, finding that it had no reason on the basis of the evidence received at the main hearing to assess the case in any respect differently from the district court. There is therefore no reason to alter the final result of the district court's judgment. The uh, court found her um, not guilty of hate speech. It, um, it isn't a crime to tweet a Bible verse or to engage in public discourse with a Christian perspective. God bless uh, ADF Legal for their tremendous work defending religious speech, not only here, but across the world.
And Disney World is rolling out pronoun pins for its employees, according to multiple workers at the theme park who spoke on condition of anonymity. Employees of Epcot... Uh, The theme park and Walt Disney World can now fill out a form with their preferred pronouns to have them added to their name pin by scanning a QR code, according to a picture taken earlier this month provided by the caller. The initiative is still voluntary, according to the employees, and is currently being rolled out to all janitorial positions. The initiative is first being rolled out for the custodial department before it moves to every department at the park, according to employees. We're going to take a break, but we'll continue to work our way through the week in headlines. And later in the program, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. And I'll invite James Blend to join me to do just that. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Well, as Israel Defense Forces continue clearing out Hamas terrorists around Gaza City this week, they made their way to the Al-Shifa Hotel, long believed to be a base of operation for the Iran-backed terrorists, and found exactly what they expected, weapons caches, um, hospital equipment that had been altered, and all the signs of a Hamas headquarters hidden within a hospital to use Gazan civilians as human shields. Weapons found inside Al-Shifa Hotel, no end to the cynicism. And the NSA has compiled a glossary of radical woke terms for employees to utilize. The National Security Agency, responsible for monitoring threats, both foreign and domestic, for U.S. uh, military, assumed a new responsibility under the administration, creating a massive glossary of woke terms for employees, ranging from anti-racist to the gender-neutral pronouns Z and Zer, A copy of the NSA's Diversity, Equity and Inclusion glossary obtained and verified by the Daily Wire shows the agency now provides definitions for terms such as queer theory and white fragility as part of its extensive uh, guide to 327 social justice terms that blame white Europeans for engaging in settler colonialism and warn of trans uh, misogyny. The 34-page document published internally on the 6th of May of last year, but never released publicly before the Daily Wire's investigation, pushes blatantly left-wing views on race and sex. It explicitly endorses the tenets of critical race theory and queer theory, both of which are included as terms on the glossary. The leaked, unclassified NSA document identifies itself as a glossary of terms and language commonly used in dialogue regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice, and cites radical critical race theory educators such as Robin DiAngelo and Ibram X. Kendi. Eight teenagers were arrested this week and booked on suspicion of murder in connection with the death of a 17-year-old who was fatally beaten near a Las Vegas high school this month. The eight who were um, not publicly identified because they're minors were part of a group of at least 10 people who punched, kicked, and stomped Jonathan Lewis after school on the afternoon of the 1st of November. Las Vegas police officials say the suspects were ages 13 to 17. They were booked on suspicion of murder, Under Sheriff Andrew Walsh said in a news conference Tuesday afternoon. He said the police department was urging that uh, uh, qualified suspects be charged as adults. According to local media, a process known as certification allows authorities to automatically move murder charges to the adult system for 16 and 17 year olds under Nevada state law. Judges can also certify suspects over the age of 14 as adults for any felony offense, including murder. And keep in mind, there was at least one 13-year-old involved in this murder. A different kind of flash mob in Memphis, Tennessee, a mob looted a FedEx truck 
that was stopped in traffic. The mob of predominantly black males descended on the truck and, using an unidentified tool, broke open the back of the 53-foot tape trailer and proceeded to grab boxes and flee. An estimated $10,000 in damages and stolen items was caused by the thieves. Thus far, law enforcement has arrested only three men involved. Such smash-and-grab operations are becoming a growing problem in Biden's America. Well, a Muslim turned atheist converted to Christianity. There was a remarkable moment over the weekend as uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali, a courageous and vociferous critic of radical Islam, who had turned to atheism, announced her conversion to Christianity in an essay published Saturday in Unheard. As uh, the Federalist John Daniel Davidson observed, Ali, previously a member of the Dutch Parliament as a human rights activist and writer known for her controversial views about the compatibility of Islam and the Western culture, Ali is a woman of the left, so the uh, sweep and degree of her conversion are yet to be fully understood. But at the end of her essay, she seems sufficiently humble. Of course, I still have a great deal to learn about Christianity. I discover a little more at church each Sunday, but I have recognized in my own long journey through a wilderness of fear and self-doubt that there is a better way to manage the challenges of existence that either uh, Islam or unbelief had to offer. Praise God for what he does when we are not looking. Who knew... Free fuel could be so expensive. Fueling electric vehicles costs roughly $17 a gallon. The efforts of uh, leftists like uh, the president and Pete Buttigieg to force the electric vehicle revolution on car makers and consumers have been exposed in numerous ways of late. But now we have a new study showing that fueling EV costs roughly the equivalent of $17 per gallon. As calculated in the 16-page report from the Texas Public Policy Institute, the average model year 2021 EV would cost $48,698 more to own over a 10-year period without $22 billion in government favors given to EV manufacturers and owners. It's the subsidies, stupid. Furthermore, the cost of charging equipment and charging losses averaging out to over 10 years and 120,000 miles is $1.38 per gallon equivalent on the top of the $1.21 per gallon cost uh, claimed by EV advocates. Adding the costs of the subsidies to the true cost of fueling the EV would uh, equate to an EV owner paying $17.33 per gallon of gasoline. EVs aren't all negative. They deliver spectacular torque at the starting line, for example. But it's becoming clearer by the day that it's in its uh, desire to pick winners and losers. The government has jumped the gun on the demise of the internal combustion engine. Well, the uh, president filed a motion for a mistrial in the in the uh, New York City fraud case. Anyone who believes Donald Trump can get a fair trial by a jury of his peers in a Manhattan courthouse is either a Democrat or hasn't been paying much attention to the comedic nature of the case. Accordingly, the Trump legal team requested a mistrial yesterday in New York in the fraud case, arguing that the tangible and overwhelming Trump hatred of the cartoonish trial judge, Arthur N. Gorin, and his uh, principal law clerk has tainted the case, threatening both defenders' rights and the integrity of the the judiciary as an institution. About that bias, last year, and Gorin told Trump's attorney that the former president is just a bad guy and that Trump-hating New York Attorney General Letitia James should go after him. James, in fact, ran for office on a promise to get Trump, and either this week she has uh, caught 
Uh, She was caught smirking in the courtroom as Donald Trump Jr. took the stand. Class act after A.G. and Gorin, for his part, has already ruled Trump liable for persistent fraud, and he issued a sleazy gag order against him last month in an attempt to silence him. No bias to see here, folks. Move along. Well, we'll see what happens with that uh, that challenge. A pro-Hamas protest turned violent in D.C. It's uh, scared me more than January 6th, said one House Democrat who was there yesterday during the anti-Israel pro-Hamas riot at the Democratic National Committee headquarters, a riot that injured six Capitol Police and caused the evacuation of the DNC headquarters. Someone send out word for people to come back and police said it's not safe, the lawmaker said. Police were wearing gas masks. There was... uh, Uh, This was not peaceful. Whoever that honest Democrat lawmaker was, we suspect he'll be disciplined for his candor by leadership. Can't have folks deviating from the official J6 insurrection narrative, you know. Uh, It seems um, they're simply reaping the cultural Marxism they've sown on college campuses. This riot wasn't just pro-Palestinian, though. It was also violently anti-Jew. Uh, Six officers were treated for injuries ranging from minor cuts to being pepper sprayed to being punched. One person has been arrested for assault of an officer, only one, uh, only one person arrested. Uh, How can that be? Where's the full force of the federal government and the FBI when we need it most? Well, the BBC has apologized for pushing anti-Israel propaganda. The British broadcasting company issued the apology to its viewers for its erroneous uh, reporting that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted by Israeli forces. In reality, the IDF had embedded medical professionals and Arab speakers within its own forces that were tasked with clearing Hamas jihadis out of Al-Shifa Hotel. In other words, the IDF was doing the exact opposite of the BBC's reporting as the IDF was engaged in an operation to root out and remove Hamas militants from the hospital while also making every effort to protect and preserve the lives of the innocent within. This kind of accidental reporting happens because of a flawed worldview and narrative that automatically assigns an oppressor and oppressed template over all situations, irrespective of the truth. Well, Biden and Xi, they met amid disputes over military and economic issues, and 100 Harvard faculty members signed off on a pro-genocide slogan from the river to the sea. President Trump will remain on the Michigan ballot after a judge rejected the 14th Amendment challenge to his eligibility. And Tim Burkett uh, accused bully Kevin McCarthy of elbowing him as tempers erupt in Congress. Ethics complaint has been filed against the former speaker after the hallway altercation, which was apparently witnessed by at least one journalist. Hunter Biden is going to teach a class on fake news at Tulane University. Oh, what I wouldn't do for a laugh track. President Biden has uh, called uh, Xi Jinping a dictator again as China vows to be unstoppable in retaking Taiwan. Anthony Blinken winces as the president calls Xi the dictator. And Texas passed a bill allowing state police to arrest, deport illegal immigrants in the state. Rashida Tlaib, part of a hidden Facebook group that glorifies Hamas and mocks hostages, an American multimillionaire couple fund uh, Marxist groups coordinating anti-Israel protests. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take just a little more time winding through some of the day's headlines, but then I'll ask James Glenn to join us for the lighter side of the news. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to continue to look at just a few more of the week in headlines. So stay with us and a bit later, the lighter side of the news with James Blend. Well, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu offered a dire warning 
returning to America this week than it may be next if the IDF doesn't decimate Hamas during an interview. Uh, We have to um, win not only for our sake, but for the sake of the Middle East, for the sake of our Arab neighbors. You know what this at stake uh, for the sake of um, uh, Gazans and tyranny. Also in the uh, headlines this week, a major New York law firm told Fox News Digital it expects to sue a number of universities for the alleged violation of Jewish students' civil rights while demanding immediate remedial changes and financial penalties. Students are coming to us because they are afraid for their physical safety. Mark Ressler, a partner at Kasovitz, Benson Torres who is readying a lawsuit against universities, said. Ressler told Fox News his investigations preceded the um, October 7th Hamas terror attacks and will allege that some universities have a double standard when it comes to taking action against Jewish civil rights abuses. King Charles III celebrated his 75th birthday this week. He faced the daunting task of following in the footsteps of his mother, Queen Elizabeth II, the beloved, globally admired world figure for 70 years, notwithstanding initial concerns and criticisms from various quarters during his first year on the throne. He's demonstrated the ability to inspire his people, steadied the ship against a turbulent geopolitical situation, and served as an able ambassador for his nation. The rift with his son and daughter-in-law notwithstanding. Well, adults are sedentary for an average of nine and a half hours every day, according to a new study. And all that sitting could be putting people's heart at risk. Researchers from the University of College London and the University of Sydney found that replacing just a few moments of sitting with an any other type of activity, even sleeping or standing, can improve cardiovascular health. In six separate studies that included over 15,000 people from five countries, participants wore trackers to measure their activity levels and heart health over the course of a typical 24-hour day. In another headline, President Biden is considering unlocking another $10 billion in frozen assets for Iran. And Governor Newsom cleaned up San Francisco because of an international conference. After all, Xi Jinping was coming to San Francisco. An IDF has captured Gaza's parliament building this week. An image circulating on social media showed troops of the IDF's Golani Brigade inside Gaza's parliament building in Gaza City. After capturing the site, the Palestinian Legislative Council building in Gaza has only served Hamas's lawmakers since the terror group's takeover of the Strip in 2007. An American aircraft on Sunday struck a weapons storage facility and a command and control center used by Iran-linked militants in Syria in the latest round of retaliatory strikes amid continued attacks on U.S. troops in the Middle East. And the Supreme Court announced a new official code of conduct. It uh, is formally adopted what it called a new code of conduct following allegations of ethics lapses, although its impact is likely to be limited because the justices are left to enforce it themselves. And Governor Newsom has moved forward with his cradle-to-career system after a trip to China, which uses a social credit score system. California Gavin Newsom, uh, Governor Newsom, he announced the next phase of the state's cradle-to-career system that uses more than 1 billion data points. By leveraging billions of data points, California's cradle-to-career data system will be a game-changer for improving the quality of life for millions of Californians, he says, and highlighting ways to improve opportunity in the classroom and access to the workforce. End quote. Well, the system is designed to illuminate gaps and identify opportunities throughout students' education experiences so they can ultimately reach their goals. Mimicking China is not usually something one would want to admit to openly. 
Well, Democrats are losing the black vote, we learned this week. Heading into 2024, Democrats are sounding alarms about losing voters like Smith. A black voter turnout fell during the 2022 midterm elections compared to the previous midterms and polling and interviews with voters show growing dissatisfaction over the economy and Biden's leadership. Any decline with these voters could be fatal for the reelection of Biden, whose path to victory depends on building a diverse coalition of voters in six or so closely fought battleground states. They're not going Republican, but it appears to be the case that they are just simply electing not to participate in the election. Let's see, what else do we have from this week in the news? Well, a half a trillion dollars, that's what it's costing to support illegal aliens who come to the country. How much is Joe Biden's immigration crisis costing the American taxpayers? Well, according to a new interim report released by the House Republicans, the welfare cost for illegal aliens is roughly $451 billion. Every day, millions of American taxpayer dollars are spent on costs directly associated with uh, migration and the unprecedented crisis at the southern border sparked by the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas policies, the report notes. Photos of cocaine found at the White House have been released and the um, uh, policy in, um, that it uh, Well, that's a different story. The Senate Republicans are demanding the Biden Department of Defense rescind the abortion policy that inspired Tuberville's holes. And the national media finally noticed the Washington, D.C. crime wave after President Biden's granddaughter was marginally involved in an 863rd carjacking incident in 2023. Women have been ousted from their sorority after backing a lawsuit to remove a a transgender or male member. And over 16,000 signed a petition condemning the non-binary transgender extravaganza known as the Macy's Parade. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott announced he is suspending his 2024 presidential campaign earlier this week. Uh, we learned that um, he has uh, vacated the uh, the field, leaving a much smaller number for the next, the fourth of the Republican debates. America's population is projected to shrink by 2100, and experts warn the decline could have significant economic consequences. America's trucking industry is in a dire state, which is uh, bad news for the American economy because it serves as an indicator of the mood of consumers and their pocketbooks heading into the holiday season, according to one expert. Post-pandemic, there's been a surplus of trucks and drivers compared to the amount of freight that needs transporting. As lockdown spending uh, slowed and the cost of living continues to rise, more truckers are fighting for the same loads, which results in a dogfight between truckers and trucking companies, many of which have now gone bankrupt. Anti-Semitic attacks in the country have risen by 388 percent. And hundreds of thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters marched in London on Armistice Day. A half a million people packed the streets of London on Saturday in the pro-Palestine protest that was among the largest demonstrations ever held in the city, while a group of Americans staked out Joe Biden's home in Delaware. MIT is not suspending anti-Semitic students out of a, a fear that they could be deported, A statement from Massachusetts Institute of Technology this week explained why the school did not follow through with its threat to suspend students involved in anti-Semitic hate events on campus. The majority of them, or certainly a significant portion, are not U.S. citizens and could be deported. And let's see, what else do we have in um, headlines from this past week? 
A desperate U.S. Army does a recruitment 180. No one has gone broke lately underestimating the intelligence of the military's recruiting brain trust, but perhaps they've finally gotten the message. As Homeland Institute Executive Director David Zutzi, he writes in an article titled A Thousand Good Reasons Not to Enlist. We have a battle brewing for the soul of the American military and a 180 degree reversal after years of celebrating bio-Leninist rejects. The U.S. Army recently released a recruitment video featuring white alpha males jumping out of an airplane. Emma, for their uh, their previously lauded girl with two moms from California, is nowhere to be seen, presumably because a real war is brewing. And U.S. officials have confirmed that a U.S. military drone that was shot down off the coast of Yemen last week was indeed the work of Iranian-backed rebels. We can confirm that a U.S. military MQ-9 remotely piloted aircraft was shot down off the coast of Yemen, we learned this week. And New York City mayor's devices um, have been seized by the FBI. Mayor Eric Adams had his iPad and cell phone seized by FBI agents last week as part of the federal agency's investigation into political corruption. San Francisco has removed the homeless in a beautification effort before Biden's summit with Chinese President Xi. Many of the students leading anti-Semitic hate events on college campuses are not U.S. citizens. And MIT is being blasted for protecting anti-Semitic students over fears they'd lose their visas. And on recent whistleblowers, the FBI officials are singling out agents who were former military for anti-Trump retaliation. And more terrible news for EVs. Electric vehicles see their value depreciate by nearly 50% in five-year span. Fueling electric vehicles costs roughly the equivalent of $17 a gallon as well. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. When we come back, a brief period to look at the lighter side of the news with James Blend. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. I've invited James Blend to join me to take a brief look at some of the lighter side of the news. Hey, James. Hey, in, in the words of the great Eeyore, thanks for noticing me. <laughs> you get a bit of a short shrift because we're, uh, we've only got one segment, but uh, let's hit the ground running. Eh? Absolutely. All right. Being a head of state is a busy job and family life sometimes takes a back seat. Luckily, there are other heads of state on hand to remind you when you might have forgotten your wife's birthday. Well, that was the case this week. Chinese President Xi Jinping seems set to avoid a domestic black mark after Joe Biden pointed out that his uh, life partner of more than three decades was about to celebrate her special day on the same date as the U.S. president celebrates his. Peng Luyan, a a well-known soprano in China, turned 61 on November 20th, the day Biden hits 81. U.S. officials said Biden, who was meeting Xi for the uh, A crunch summit on the outskirts of San Francisco had asked the Chinese leader to pass on birthday wishes to Peng. An embarrassed Xi said that he had been up to his eyeballs in statesmanship, statecraft, and the date had passed him by, or at least the remembrance of it. Good job, he stopped um, by then to wish his wife happy birthday in the next couple of days. Still time to get a gift. Still time. What What does a Chinese president give to his wife? One wonders. Something made in the U.S. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Well, a fountain in Austria's capital commemorating 150 years of Vienna's modern water systems 
has drawn fierce criticism for its perceived ugliness and excessive cost. The 1.8 million euro, that's 1.9 million U.S., fountain was commissioned by the city's left-wing government led by Social Democrat Mayor Michael Ludwig and inaugurated by President Alexander van der Bellen on the 24th of last month. The unusual fountain, which I've seen, and ugly does seem to fit, features 33 humanoid sculptures seated in a circle, was created by the provocative Viennese artist group Gelatin uh, after their design symbolizing the communal responsibility for water as a precious resource won over the jury. While officials hailed the fountain's extraordinary reality-inspired design for skillfully conveying a pivotal sense of togetherness, critics took issue with its artistic properties, venting their anger online. One post on X, formerly Twitter, by an account called Culture Critic that slammed the fountain's design and huge costs to taxpayers has since been viewed by more than 7.6 million Other astonished Internet users blasted the artwork as the ugliest fountain they had ever seen. And some even spotted the uh, Michelin Man-esque figure among the sculptures. So the right wing Freedom Party hardline uh, leader, he blamed the Social Democrats for damaging Vienna's image by building a luxury fountain with ugly figures, which he uh, said showed how completely out of touch the party is. Uh, Humanoid figures is the right way to describe them. They, They look like something out of Star Wars at one of their... Uh, their bars, you know, you see all these unearthly creatures standing around sipping drinks. It, it's kind of like that, only they're in a circle around a very large fountain. That does sound disturbing. It was. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm recovering. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. Well, a subscription box company is seeking a special Christmas movie maven to get paid $2,000 to wit, to watch and rank 12 Hallmark holiday movies. $2,000. Bloomsy Box said the chosen candidate will also receive an ample supply of Ghirardelli hot chocolate, two pairs of fuzzy socks to guarantee a cozy watching experience. We've devised an ironclad rating system designed to stand up to the scrutiny of even the most steadfast of scro- uh, scrooges. The website said the film fan will be asked to rank each movie by criteria, including festivity factor, predictability quotient. They're always predictable. Chemistry check, tearjerker test and replay value. The movies chosen for the experiment are the most wonderful time of the year. Crown for Christmas, the nine lives of Christmas, Christmas getaway, journey back to Christmas, ghosts of Christmas always. Family for Christmas, Christmas Under Wraps, Three Wise Men and a Baby, A Royal Christmas, North Pole and A Christmas Train. So in, out of those, eight of them have Christmas in the title. <laughs> Don't they all? I didn't know. Is it Three Wise Men and the Baby? Is... Well, the most wonderful time of the year does not. Yes, and Three Wise Men and a Baby did not. All the others do. Oh, no, there's another one, North Pole. Oh, North Pole. I, uh, yeah. yeah, so three of them do not. Okay. In addition to the $2,000 payment, the chosen candidate will also receive a 12-month flower box subscription. Do you watch those Hallmark Christmas no. movies at all? Ne- if you've seen one, you've seen them all. That's kind of the impression I got. It's kind of like those things that I uh, used to have as a kid, Mad Libs, where you fill in the different uh, nouns and adjectives and stuff and tell a different story. But uh, to me, it yeah, it's just fill in the blank. Um, I've never seen one. I don't need to to know the plot. <laughs> I believe that if I sat down to watch one, I would be able to predict everything that happens and at what point it would happen. Um, but... Uh, the Ghirardelli hot chocolate makes it mildly tempting. I'll be honest. I love that stuff. Yeah, and the fluffy slippers. That might. You, you can't go wrong with those. No, no, you can't. No. Unless you're watching a Hallmark Christmas movie. 
Yeah, there is that. Well, did you know there has uh, been appointed a bird of the century? With all the incredible birds there are in the planet, there's a bird of the century. It's like, you know, the sexiest man alive. How do you pick one person out of all the people on the planet as if you have watched and seen every single... It's just the exercise in futility. Anyway, this particular bird, it's called the Pukatik, also known as the Australian Crested Grebe, was named New Zealand's Bird of the Century after a campaign spearheaded by comedian John Oliver. Well, conservation charity Forest and Bird announced the winner Wednesday after a two-day delay caused by a flood of voters who temporarily crashed the online voting verification system. Oliver voiced his support for the Pukatik in the online voting during the November 5th episode of the HBO series um, last week tonight. No bird on earth is more deserving of bird of the century than this one, Oliver said. They were uh, our weird puking birds with colorful mullets. What's not to love here? And yes, pukatik is what they call it because, well, that's what they do. Forrest and, uh, and Bird said more than 350,000 votes were cast in the bird of the century poll. 290,374 of those went to the Pukatik. The previous record for most votes cast in the annual contest was 56,000. So this was quite a boost in their efforts. The Pukatik. So the, the question I have is, are we talking about the last century or the current century? Because we're not that far in and there could be birds discovered that we don't know about well, that could topple it. That's true. I Violently don't know. so. I, I guess they would reserve the right to revisit this at any point. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. Well, an online marketplace for pet owners released its annual list of the most popular pet names with Charlie and Luna topping the list for male and female dogs, respectively. I don't know a single Charlie or Luna dog. Of course, I only know about half a dog, but neither of them has that name. The rest of the top does ten... Ha- does the half a dog have half a name? <laughs> yes. Okay. I can never hear it because I'm screaming, and I can't hear the voices of the owners give the name while Fair I'm enough. screaming. The rest of the top 10 male dog names are on Rover's 11th annual Most Popular Pet Names report were Max, Cooper, Milo, Buddy, Reddy, that's R-E-D-D-Y, Rocky, Bear, Leo, and Duke. The company said Max uh, was knocked to the number two spot after 10 years as the top dog. The rest of the top 10 names for female dogs were Bella, Daisy, Lucy, Lily, Lola, Zoe, Sadie, Stella, and Bailey. The top male cat, by the way, uh, cat names for the year were Oliver, Milo, Leo, Charlie, Loki, Max, Simba, Jack, Ollie, and Jasper. The top names for female felines were Luna, Bella, Lily, Lucy, Nala, Callie, Kitty, Cleo, Willow, and Stella. How do they know this? Uh, they uh... Yeah, you have no idea. Well, Rover, yeah. also, <laughs> Rover also tracked trending names for the year and found... Uh, Some more unusual choices had sharp increases over the previous year. The trending name for dogs included Kelsey, Wednesday, Oak, Laney, Minnow, Smokey, Estrella, Emmy, Robbie, and Chia, as in Chia. Trending names for cats were Norbert, Soju, Snoop, Choco, Fuzz, Tsuki, No, as in K-N-O-W, Munch, Luffy, and Maisie. Did you say Minnow was one of them? Yes. 
That makes a good name for a cat, actually, if you think about it, because they wander off so long, you know, the minnow would be lost. <laughs> and only when our cat left. What's your cat's name? Minnow. Where'd oh, he go? I don't know. He tour. said he was going to be gone for three hours. <laughs> a three-hour tour through the neighborhood. I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking we should take a, like a 70-hour tour or 71-hour tour. Really? Are we out of time? We are so out of time. I'm not going to have time to talk about the horse that was loose on a plane. Uh, no. And knowing my fear of horses, I'm glad you did not. <laughs> next week. I'll uh, hold it for next week. Hey, for those of you in Seattle, want to bid you a wonderful weekend. For those of you in Portland, stick around. The Christian Outlook is up next. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.